Welcome to the League's Weekly Radio Podcast. Back for a second year. Grab a beer, some wings, a hot girl, and sit back. Now, here's your host and commissioner, Mr. Bowtie himself, Ben Ashley. What's up, what's up? It's podcast time. Hey, we're back for season two of the podcast. Season 9 of the league. Hey, and I don't know if you realize, but we're exactly one month away from real, meaningful football. Today is August 4th. First game is September 4th. All right, got a big show planned for you. We are one weekend away. This coming Sunday is the rule change deadline. The following Sunday is the keeper deadline. And the following Saturday... August the 23rd at 11 a.m. is the 2014 Fantasy Football Draft, the biggest, most exciting, most important day of the year. And we're all looking forward to that. Let's get right into the meat of our show. The number one thing I wanted to talk about were the proposed changes that the SLC has come up with, has proposed for this year. Uh, Before I get into anything else, I want to just say that the SLC is not out to screw anybody. James, Joe, Veer, and I have spent many hours thinking of ways we can improve, keep things exciting, make things more competitive. And uh, I don't want anybody to take any of this personally. We're not out to, you know, attack anybody. We're not out to screw anybody. We're not out looking for ourselves. We want to make this the best league we can for all 10 members. So uh, with that said, we'll get right into the number one change for this year, the biggest, uh, most impactful change for the 2014 season. Keeper change. We have, for the last four years, kept one player, regardless of where they were drafted, from each team, and that is essentially a first-round pick. We set those guys one week before the draft. Those are our guys from last year, and that's who we want to be the foundation of our team. Now, this year, we are proposing a one-person keeper again. However, instead of that being the first-round pick, we will say that you will give up where you got that person in relation to what pick they were in the draft the previous year. For example, Joe Lowe last year drafted Aaron Rodgers in the third round. If he wanted to make Aaron Rodgers his keeper this year, the 2014 season, he'd give up his round three pick. Uh, Same thing for the new guy, Mike Ferris. He took over Don't Touch down there. His keeper, if he wanted to keep Jordy Nelson from last year's team, Jordy was selected in the sixth round last year. Uh, Mike could keep him for his sixth round pick this year. So it's all based on last year's draft with a couple pitches to that. Undrafted players that you selected off the waiver wire can be kept for a 12th round pick, and players that were drafted, dropped, and then picked up by your team can be kept in the 10th round. So that means Bruce could select Keenan Allen, who he got off the waiver wire, so it was undrafted, for a 12th round pick, and I could pick up or keep Ryan Matthews from last year's team, who was drafted by another team, Veer, and I could keep him for this year's 10th round pick. So every team has interesting choices to make should this rule pass, and I expect it too. This is a great change, so I encourage you guys to support this. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to give a draft preview based on the choices each team has to make for their keeper, and uh, we'll go through the draft order, who they might select as their keeper, and, and we'll look at the options and the, the decisions each team will have to make right after this. So we get the draft preview coming up. Yeah. Yeah, draft day, Johnny Manziel. Five years later, how am I the man still? Draft day, A Wiggins. Fuck that other side, bitch, we stay winning. Oh man, you know I had to do it for you. You know I had to do it for you. 
All right, time now for the 2014 Fantasy Football Draft Preview with your host, Ben Ashley. Okay, looking at the 2014 draft. First on the draft order is the Boondocks, came in eighth place last year in the Crawford division. He's looking at Jimmy Graham as his first round pick. He could certainly keep him. I think uh, he's got two choices that are at a real value here. In the third round last year, he selected Eddie Lacy, which would be nice to have Eddie Lacy as your third round pick. Or he had probably one of the best pickups of the year, Keenan Allen, uh, who he got off waivers, who was undrafted. So he could give up his 12th round pick there for Keenan Allen. Bruce has some nice choices there at number one for a potential keeper. So I'm going to guess that Bruce may be looking at Mr. Eduardo Lacy in the third round. Uh, drafting second overall is our new guy, Mike Ferris, taking over Don't Touch Down There from, from Dave last year. Uh, last year's keeper was Ray Rice, and we know how, what kind of trouble Ray's in, so uh, Mike's got a, an interesting choice here. Probably not going to keep C.J. Spiller, who was the first-round pick last year. So I'm going to guess something that I mentioned earlier. Mike's going to reach all the way down to the sixth round and get his pick from last year, Jordy Nelson. Jordy's got a pretty high ADP this year, uh, looking positive in training camp. So I'm guessing Mike reaches down to the sixth round and selects Jordy Nelson for his keeper. Third overall is the sixth-place team, again in the Crawford division. The top three picks are all from the Crawford division. Jeff Slater with the Amish Mafia or whatever else he names his team this year, is picking in the third slot. Jeff's keeper last year was LaShawn McCoy, but he traded that guy away to, to Veer for Adrian Peterson. Slater could keep Adrian for a first-round pick. Slater could keep Brandon Marshall for uh, a first-round pick, who he selected in the first round last year. Or he's also got a couple interesting uh, choices that, of guys that he picked off the waiver wire last year who were undrafted. Andre Ellington, who's got, uh, who's looking pretty sharp like the man in, in uh, Arizona, and Michael Crabtree, both of those guys could be a potential 12th round selection. Certainly some value there. Picking in the fourth spot is the J.Lu crew. J.Lu finished fifth last year. He's the first team to draft out of the Chip Harris division. Josh last year kept Jamal Charles. He can certainly keep him again. Charles has gone number one, number two, number three overall. And uh, I would venture to say that having Jamal Charles as a first-round pick this year uh, as a keeper could, could be a value in itself. A couple other choices that, that Josh might entertain is Josh could keep Drew Brees as a third-round pick. He could keep Deshaun Jackson from the Washington Redskins now uh, as a seventh-round pick. Or he could reach all the way down to a man who's going to be the man of New England this year on the receiving side. Julian Edelman uh, was undrafted. J. Lou picked him up, and he could trade him in for a, or use him as his 12th round pick this year. Next pick is the Kamish. Me, I'm in the Crawford division, came in third place last year. My keeper last year was Marshawn Lynch. Man, I love that guy. I love beast mode, but maybe look at another option here. Matt Forte was my first round pick. I'm going to consider picking him. He'd, again, he'd be a nice little value, even if he is my first round pick at fifth overall. Uh, I'm also looking at DeMarco Murray, who I selected in the third round last year to replace my third round pick. Jordan Cameron was my ninth round pick. That'd be a nice little value down there. And even Ryan Matthews, who was selected by another team, I could keep Ryan for a tenth round pick. Uh, so I've got an interesting choice to make here. And uh, I, I 
at this point, I don't 100% know what I'm going to do for certain yet. You know, the whole goal of this is to make you guys, uh, at least to give you guys a tough decision to make. And I'm certainly sitting where I will be making a tough decision of my own. Drafting sixth overall is Brett with the Pork Pistols. Brett finished ninth last year. Brett is in the Chip Harris division. Last year's keeper was Des Bryant for Brett. And uh, if Des kept him again, he'd be a first round pick. Brett may also choose to look at two other guys who I think could be a nice little value for him. Brett took Reggie Bush in the second round last year. That'd be a nice little second round pick this year. Brett also selected Michael Floyd in the ninth or last year. To, uh, he's looking to do big things in the 2014 season. And that'd be a wonderful value there in the ninth round if Brett uh, chose somebody other than his man crush, Des Bryant. Drafting in the seventh spot is your 2013 champion, Veer 17. Eric is playing in the Harris division, the Chip Harris division this year. Last year's keeper was Adrian Peterson, and we traded away to Slater. Veer could keep LaShawn McCoy as his first round pick. That would certainly be a value there at seventh overall. Veer may also choose to look at two other options that he has. Alshon Jeffrey was his 10th round selection. Alshon seems to be going pretty high this year. Veer could look at him for his 10th round pick. Also, Veer picked off the waiver wire, undrafted free agent Zach Stacy, who he would uh, choose for a 12th round pick. So there could certainly be value for Veer if he chooses to let Chady McCoy go back to the draft board. Drafting in the eighth spot, is the Zips with James, who came in fourth last year. James is also in the Harris division. His keeper last year is Calvin Johnson, the last couple years, so Calvin is ineligible to be kept by James this year, so he's looking at another option there. Um, he's got a couple options down there to choose from. There could be some wonderful values for him. Gronk was his fifth round pick. Gio Bernard, his sixth round pick. And Josh Gordon, of course, we don't know the suspension situation with him, but Josh Gordon was an eighth-round pick for James. Another one he could certainly look at, who I think may be the best value for him at such a low cost, would be Julius Thomas, who he got right after game one as an undrafted free agent. So James could give up a 12th-round selection for Orange Julius. Drafting in the ninth spot is Mr. Joe Lowe. Joe failed to make the playoffs last year, so I know he's disappointed and he's going to a better spot this year. Joe's tumultuous season may have started with the selection of his keeper, Trent Richardson, who had a horrible season of his own. But uh, Joe certainly has, some, and has as good a value choice as anybody with either Monte Ball, who he selected off of the waiver wires from another team, so that could be his 10th round choice. And Joe drafted Le'Veon Bell in the 11th round last year, so... Joe could certainly uh, get love for an 11th round choice this year. Either of those guys could turn out to be really well for him. Uh, Joe also selected Aaron Rodgers in the third round, as I said before, so Joe's got that to possibly look at as well. And rounding out the draft order in the 10th spot is my own baby brother, Sam Ashley, taking over the second place team, Abusement Park. Uh, Abusement Park kept Peyton Manning last year, and that turned out to be a wonderful choice. Demarius Thomas was also the first round selection for him, and Sam could, could do pretty well with either one of those guys as his first round pick, and it may not cost him a whole lot since he drafts first in the second round with the last round pick, so look out there for Sam. Also, Sam was able to pick up Trent Richardson off the waiver wire, so if Sam wanted Trent, 
who's got uh, not a bad average draft position this year. He could give up a 10th round pick for him if he wanted to go that route. So a lot of interesting choices to make this year. We'll check out and see how that actually plays out here in just, just under three weeks as our draft will be held Saturday, August 23rd at 11 a.m. at the School Building Authority of West Virginia, my office. So we look forward to seeing you guys then. Okay, last thing I wanted to talk about, breaking news. I've just been handed this by my assistant. I have a list, written document, of what every team member, every team manager from our league did over the offseason. Uh, I've, I've never read this before. I don't even know what's, uh, what's on this list. So here we go. I'm just going to let everybody know. First thing here. Uh, looks like Jay Lou joined a coupon club, and he went on the TV show Coupon Club of America. Hey, that's cool. We're proud of you, Jay Lou. Good, good job there. I'm sure your wife's happy. Save that money. Slater spent the offseason researching team names. Uh, of course, we all know he's changed his team name every year, so... Uh, we'll look for him to probably come up with a new team name. It looks like he spent the offseason looking for new team names. Uh, it says James was almost indicted for insider trading with Phil Mickelson. Uh, of course, wouldn't put that past him. He's kind of doing his uh, investment thing. We never know what's involved with that. Probably a scheme. Uh, Joe spent the offseason trying to figure out the fantasy football version of Moneyball. Strictly looking at stats, no longer names. So good luck, Joe. Hope that works out for you. Uh, that movie kind of sucks, and nobody likes the Oakland A's. It says Veer researched numerous thesauruses about synonyms for the word three-peat. Of course, well, we know why he that he, he won three titles, but he didn't win them three in a row, so I don't know why he keeps talking about this three-peat. Brett had a three-peat of his own. Uh, says he was arrested three times for trying to break and enter Des Bryant's house. Uh, way to go, Brett says Mike Ferris uh, spent the offseason owning his profile on CougarLife.com trying to score some Cougar babes. So, uh, way to go, Mike Ferris. My brother Sam Ashley turned down a wonderful invite to the Playboy Mansion once he learned he was in this league. He said he had too much fantasy football research to do, so probably a good move there. Probably smart, Sam. Bruce set a record for the most days spent indoors consecutively in the summer, so... Most people do that in winter. Bruce just couldn't get away from the TV for that amount of consecutive days. And the commission, the commission went to China over the summer, brought his fantasy football knowledge and experience to the Far East, to the land of the Chinese people, introduced fantasy football to them. Hey, commission, me, I've been a fantasy football ambassador, so taking it globally here. So, anyway, hope you enjoyed the first podcast of the season. We'll bring some more insider info, some more fun more passion, some more creativity, some more love to you guys in the upcoming episodes. Hope you have a good week. Look forward to seeing you soon. Let's have a great year and good luck to everybody. Peace!